0: Welcome to the Warda Books podcast. Today we are speaking with Dr. Madiha Saeed. Uh, she is the author of The Quranic Prescription Unlocking the Secrets of Optimal Health. Uh, this book uh, was selected as one of the best books of uh, 2022 uh, by Warda Books, uh, and uh, we are delighted to have her here uh, today with us. Madiha uh, is an American board certified family physician. She's a author and international speaker and president of the Nagamiya Institute of Islamic Medicine and Sciences. She's the director of education of Documenting Hope and Know We Well and sits on other medical advisory boards. She regularly contributes to holistic primary care and mind body green and has appeared on local and international TV, radio, podcast, and print media. Dr. Saeed's own children host. The Holistic Kids' Show Podcast. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Uh, today we are speaking with uh, Dr. Madiha Saeed um, and her book, The Quranic Prescription, Unlocking the Secrets of Optimal Health. Uh, Dr. Madiha, welcome to Warda Books.
1: Jazakallah khair for having me, I'm so incredibly honoured.
0: Uh, Alhamdulillah, uh, th- thank you for for writing your book. Um, We loved it here at, at Warda, and we even chose it as one of our top books of 2022. Uh, the booksellers, every year we um, come together and we pick our books and, and your book was one of the unanimous ones.
1: Oh, I'm so incredibly honored. It has seriously been a dream come true. I'm so thankful, JazakAllah Khair for that.
0: Yeah, I think because health is is increasingly an important issue, and, and people are always looking or on the lookout for books like this. But more than that, your book has the chronic prescription has sort of equipped Muslims with the book vocabulary almost, and like an Islamic framework of with which to make good healthy decisions about the lifestyle about the food and about the habits so thank you for, for that and it, gratitude is a good place to start because i find that that's an important theme in your book and right out the gate your acknowledgement page i mean is a demonstration of how mindful intentional even joyous gratitude can look like so mm-hmm. i thank you for your gratitude page <laughs> So, but can you talk about gratitude and its importance to our health and well being?
1: Absolutely. Subhanallah. You know, especially in the last couple of years that we've had, you know, we've we live we're currently living in a world with constant stress, fear, negativity, and we're stuck, you know, stuck in this hamster wheel that's constantly going, 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 and we're just basically absorbing all the negativity that we are ingesting as we're continuing on this hamster wheel finally her following her mentality like cattle you know giving little thoughts to our actions or what we're you know taking in so we're not being mindful subhanallah and i find that we as muslims need to be a people of alhamdulillah and unfortunately in this world of chronic stress i mean you wake up with negativity you go to sleep with negativity you you know um you know, we, we we focus on all the things that are going wrong in our lives, and either cultural or the people around us. So it's it's really um, a lost science and art to re- to be grateful, <laughs> and we have to subconsciously change. We have to really change our subconscious by consciously focusing on all the things that we're thankful for on a daily basis so alhamdulillah 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 that is where true healing starts and that is where even Allah has told us that you know if you use the strongest language in the Quran I swear to it I swear to it I swear to it I promise I'm going to increase you if we are just grateful Mm. so we have to start with gratitude and to change our subconscious from instead of thinking negative to thinking positive and there lies the hope if we have hope We can truly heal inside and out, and we can change every dynamic in our lives, and it's probably the one most powerful thing that I've done. I've been practicing integrative, holistic, functional Islamic medicine for the last 14 years after residency, and I recognize that this is where I start. Every one of my patients is with the power of gratitude, Muslim, non-Muslim, I have them immediately when they wake up in the morning say 10 things that they're thankful for every day. And I have found that that is the most powerful piece to optimize their overall health and well-being and their life.
0: Yeah, I I, I see that you recommend that um, in your book quite a bit. uh, But I just want to understand, did you mean just literally say out those things or to write it down or... What, what either way, mm.
1: any way, any way, any way that we can, right? So, uh, a lot of times we want the quick fix, so we don't have to get a piece of paper and a pen. So, whatever works for the individual. So, obviously, you know, gratitude saying it to help change our subconscious, right? From instead of thinking negative to be positive, the other ways that we can do it is, you know, we can journal and write about what's going on in our lives. And, you know, we can create a journal and write in that journal daily about two to five minutes a day. And after writing that gratitude list, we can even, you know, list out all the negative thoughts and then transform them by finding what is positive in those situations and using gratitude to improve all negative situations. And then even just expressing gratitude to those around you, because we know showing that appreciation can really also help motivate others in creating a peaceful environment. And again, even when you visit somebody, gratitude, you know, being hopeful, positive. So there's lots of different ways that one can bring more gratitude and positivity into their lives. Mm. and But cultivating that grateful mindset is the key to a happier and healthier life. It's all about changing your perspective because yeah. your perspective can either be your pain or your perspective can be your power. And yeah. we want our perspective to be our power. Yeah. Inshallah.
0: Uh, thank you for that. Uh, the other major theme of your book that I notice is that there's this theme of the the Taib uh, lifestyle, and this is a major book and is a major theme that it talks about consuming Taib foods and about living this Taib lifestyle. And you remind us um, very strongly that uh, Tayyib is actually a religious obligation, almost on the same level as something's halal status, and that eating and living well is an integ- integral part of of our faith. Um, We all have a general idea of what tayyib is. um, But do you have a working definition for for tayyib in in our context today?
1: Absolutely. Tayyib is pure, good, nutritious, safe, peaceful. It's good, good, good. And no doubt about it, it's good. (laughs) And subhanallah, I mean, Surah Baqarah number 172, Allah has told us, Ya alaheena amanu, eat a wish that is what Allah has provided. And there it's a clear, you know, definition of what Allah has provided and grown not, you know, so real food, not the chemicals that are made in factories. And, you know, a long time ago, it didn't take that same light. And this is why what's so subhanallah about the Quran is that as our understanding, change you know and the world continues to grow our understanding continues to change of the I like those those pieces define what's going on in our everyday lives so before alhamdulillah they didn't have chemicals they didn't really have um you know gmos right. and artificial foods but in this in the context of today we are and actually i mean the recent study that I was listening to and FDA in the you know federal you know administration here in the United States has actually even, if we take this a step further, has approved lab-grown meats. Yeah. <laughs> it's craziness. So it's it's continuing to get worse and worse and worse where they're now creating meats and met and food. That is no longer that is that is artificial. So they're taking like a cell out of the cell out of the chicken and putting it inside of a you know so it's just and they're growing like they're growing meat out of this and it's it's getting crazy it's just gonna get crazier and crazier. They're genetically modifying you know salmon now. So we can continue to change these foods, but it really comes down to so you know society can, you know change the line. But Allah has given us a clear-cut definition of what that is. And that is tayyib Pure what Allah has provided, that it is good, good, good. No doubt about it, it's good for you.
0: And it's not, not just um type foods, right? Uh, you you also talk about your whole lifestyle needs and to be the, pure. The
1: whole tayyib, absolutely. The whole tayyib lifestyle. And to have a thought, the thoughts, the food, the environment. Um, decrease the toxins in our environment um, our thoughts need to be pure hmm. and uh, um, making sure you know we're getting our sleep our social connection should be pure as pure as possible and are there subconscious because you know positivity all of that so living in a more of a pure and if we truly lived according to quran and sunnah all of those things would fall into place. We would be living more of a purer life. We were living more of a healthier life and a happier life, inshallah.
0: One of the, um, what people say is a stumbling block to the uh, adopting uh, more healthy or tayyip options is that it's just more expensive. Um, What's your response to that?
1: So the response is (laughs) one where we find the most importance is usually where people want to spend their money. Mm. And where before we used to spend 60% of our income used to be on on our food. Now the statistic shows that we only spend 10% of our income on food. Right. So it's really has shifted the priorities. Where we, the priorities. Yeah. Uh, Where we find useful, because right now, obviously, go, 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 go. We're spending it on fancy vacations. We're spending on eating out and not even eating in. We're spending it on, um, you know, decorations and materialistic things. Mm. But I don't think we see because we don't see the importance of the food. We're not putting our emphasis on that. And You know, society has, and if you look at all the ads and the TV, it tells you, oh, you know, all of it's so expensive, but if you go to McDonald's, it's $1 burger for an entire, like two meals, whatever it is, you know? And so society has shown us that, oh, we should actually be spending less on food and that is then prioritized. But to recognize that these food and these food companies make you, when you eat real food, you actually, yes, you may spend a little bit more money on the food quality of the foods, but then you spend more money, less money, sorry, less money yeah. on the food quantity. Mm. So while the opposite then is also true when we eat fake food, when we eat Habib food, artificial foods that are packed with preservatives and MSGs and all these additives, those are Entice you and you know manipulate you to continue to eat more. So yes, you may be spending less on the food quality, but now you are spending more on the food, like so, and the food quantity. So you're eating less. You're eating a lot more, even though. So at the end, it sort of comes out to be not really equal because in the, in one way you're actually then spending more money on medications, mm. doctors appointments. Mm. <laughs> so you have to take the full appu- you know full range. Yeah, and also wow. the the, the narrative
0: know. that the narrative that healthy foods are expensive sort of further's the the corporate agenda, right? Now those those people Yes, to sell you.
1: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely because that's how they make money. I mean, these companies spend billions of dollars to try to change and manipulate our taste buds to find the best way that we can, can, they can get us hooked. And unfortunately they get us hooked when we're younger. So, cause when on the commercials and they then associate it with memories and um, the junk food. So it is, it's very commercialized. These corporations, big ag, all of them is really trying to manipulate our food and food system that makes us addicted to these foods that d- really have no
0: nutritional and, benefit. And and even when they hop on the quote-unquote bandwagon of healthy foods, uh, promoting saccharin and, and sugar-free alternatives, it's actually worse for you as, as studies have, have shown recently.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And so this is where... Sticking to as pure as possible with one ingredient, less chemicals, less processing is the best way to go. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. and that, I mean, now studies are actually showing how much benefit all of these foods, the real foods actually have. And I know I dive into that in a lot of detail in my book. Mm. But the, the studies are, it blows my mind. SubhanAllah. And we're just starting to understand these things. Hmm. SubhanAllah.
0: Alhamdulillah. In so your... it's
1: actually not cost-effective. It's really cost-effective. And just, oh, I mm. want to throw this out there too, alhamdulillah. So I feed a family yep. of nine on a daily basis. And I'm not always in the kitchen because of the fact that when you eat nutrient-dense, your body is satiated, your hormones are balanced. So there's no hangry. There is no, um, you know, emotion, emotion, you know, Gravy. roller coasters. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and they're and they're satiated. And so therefore, I'm in the, they're in the kitchen a lot less. And that's another reason where while in the opposite where we eat more junk food, we're constantly hungry. Our body is constantly looking for those nutrients. Our body is constantly, you know, in those up and down hormone insulin roller coasters, so therefore constantly hungry. Never satiated and eat more. Because, so that's another
0: because these foods, uh, these fake foods are nu- nutrient light. Uh, is that right?
1: Yeah, there's no nutrition in these right. any of these foods. Right. So your your, your body knows that. that. Yeah. And your body knows that, and it's and this is where I really want to you know I I'm so passionate about this. This is the reason why I think Allah put me on this planet to really educate humanity, because Subhanallah. Surah Bakhariya, number 168, Allah directly links the foods that we eat to the decisions that we make. And now science is actually proving that. Where if we eat, so Allah says to all of nas, all of mankind, eat a wish that is halal and tayyib and do not follow footsteps of shaitan. Indeed, he is your clear enemy. And the corporations know. Yeah. that if we can put fake food in 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 our hands in our homes in our lives that they can actually manipulate our decisions <laughs> and now studies studies have actually shown that and this is where subhanallah the quran and sunnah have um have told us years and years and years and years ago and specifically in surah baqarah number 172 where allah has directly connected the foods that we eat to if we if we truly worshiped Allah, if we truly are enslaved to Allah. So unfortunately, when we eat khabith foods, when we eat artificial foods, we are no longer slaves to Allah. We're slaves of the food company. We're slaves of the pharmaceutical company. You know, the you know the materialism. So it's it's really scary. And now they obviously food food companies know that that they can manipulate us through our foods, and so this is where we need to get back to Quran and Sunnah, and get back to eating tayyib, get it back because that's one of the key p one of the keys to taqwa. Even you know Ramadan is coming up, Alhamdulillah. In Surah Maidah, ayah number eighty eight, Allah says, "Eat of the tayyib, what Allah has provided you, and be mindful." And it is whom you know, if you believe. mu'minun.
0: Yeah, is it is a divine in, command to, to eat it's a, dima-
1: it's a divine command, but <laughs> then it's also helps. It's it's one of the hidden keys of taqwa. Mm. So in, in in Ramadan, you know, Allah Allah has told us, you know, in the second second ayah of Surah Baqarah, that this book has been sent down for those that who are the muttaqin, Right? Mm. It's a guidance for the mutaqeen. And subhanAllah, it's for those people that have taqwa. But one of the key pieces, one of the hidden keys of taqwa is to eat tayyib So again, it's a commandment. It helps us to be more mindful. And inshallah, in this Ramadan in the Ramadan to come and in years to come after that, if we truly lived a tayyib lifestyle, we would be more mindful and we'd be able to reap the benefits of Ramadan. And the Quran, um, with all of its pearls. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Inshallah. The, it's so it's so crazy. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, this this is clearly something that you you feel really passionate about.
1: Oh, very much so, because we just see where humanity is going right now, and that's uh, I mean we're getting sicker. What you I know you started off the podcast talking about how we're all sick. Uh, yeah. Humanity is getting sicker. Um, our children are getting sicker. Yeah. The current statistic is one out of twenty-seven boys in California has autism. One in twenty-seven boys. And so, if we continue at this current trajectory, it's just going to get worse. And where is the Ummah going to go? And we're destroying our soil. We're destroying our planet. We're destroying our animal life. And these are all imana's. Our children are imana on us. Our bodies are imana on us. Our this Earth, our planet, is imana on us. So if we, we need to wake up and inshallah, inshallah, you know, really be a people of taqwa, of the muttaqeen and watch what we're doing and be mindful. If we truly lived mindfully, we wouldn't be in the situation we are in today.
0: And also if as Muslims, if we collectively demand uh, tayyib foods and um, oh yes. lifestyle, then it will it will change change the market. It will change change the the way things are done, and it will change the planet.
1: Absolutely, and that is again well, again a huge reason why I'm passionate about this. One in our religion, this is a commandment on us. There's not this this commandment is not really in any other religions, um, but it's really strictly upon Muslims to you know if you truly don't want to open those doors to shaitan. If you truly worship Allah, if you truly believe in Allah, if you truly enslave to Allah, this is a commandment. And if we all collectively started to demand more products, just like we do Zabiha and Halal, yep. we need to put those all together. It should be Zabiha and Halal and Tayyib all together, right? Or, you know, Halal and Tayyib for sure. Like, this is what we want. These Halal and Tayyib is the key to a betterment of the entire world and that comes from exactly if we can demand it we can get it done we have the um, alhamdulillah the muslim ummah. we used to be on the top of the world you know for 1400 years during the ottoman empire so we know we can get back there <laughs> we just need to work together to create change and for the betterment of humanity by educating ourselves iqra, and by then doing good and educating the world about the importance of taking care of these imanas and alhamdulillah for that reason i've actually started a Tayyib app that that'll come out hmm. later this year inshallah where um it's a live Tayyib app where you can scan bar, scan things and it'll tell you if it's tayyib Because it's really difficult to change the halal industry, mm. but at least we can start to influence the tayyib industry, inshallah, slowly but surely.
0: Yeah, so I completely changed. agree. Uh, we Muslims need to be at the forefront of this movement to demand. Yes. Uh, yeah,
1: Subhanallah. Because, it, oh, I can't even imagine what the Muslim Ummah will be able to accomplish when we are truly living a tayyab lifestyle. It gives me goosebumps. So inshallah, this is where I'm trying to educate my children. Inshallah, we have a podcast called The Holistic Kid Show. I have my in-laws educating the ummah. They have a social media called Holistic Urdu MD. <laughs> so I'm trying to work on all different avenues in my own house because you always have to start at home. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. And that's what I really try to... You know, uh, bring in this book is that it is doable, and it's it's easy. And you know, us as Muslims, we're not supposed to be eating a lot. You know, we're supposed to be living simply. I think when we start to bring in all these, you know, we have to live very complex. We have to drive these cars. We have to get these iPhones. We have to live these in these houses. We have to, you know, get the latest technologies. We have to go to all these fancy restaurants. We have to eat the next biggest product. We complicate our own lives and we lead to our own destruction. Where Islam is very simple, you know, subhanAllah. We have to just make sure we follow these commandments (laughs) and stick with these basics. It's when we start to, you know, complicate our lives with all of these, you know, outside influences is when things get out of hand. And unfortunately, We're seeing that specifically with our food and our lifestyles with the increased stress because we're trying to keep up with everybody. Then we don't have enough time for our prayers. We're constantly, you know, on our social media, we're constantly checking out, you know, 10 different places for our emails and our, you know, social media platforms where people can contact us. (laughs) And that keeps your mind going on a, on this hamster wheel where we don't have, we don't have the stress. Yeah. We have increased stress. And then we have the negativity because we're always comparing ourselves. And then we keep those friends that are at that level. Then we're not sleeping. So it really goes downhill. And that leads to then that chronic inflammation and all of those chronic health conditions that are affecting not us, but our children, and our futures. But if we truly lived according to Quran and Sunnah, we woke up with gratitude and positivity. You know, we prayed our, all of our prayers with true and pure khushu. And to lower that stress, if we got out in nature, you know, we socialized with um, the people that lift us up, not drag us down. You know, we keep our lives as simple as possible. And according to Quran and Sunnah, and then we were able to even sleep and give our body the rest and the nourishment that it needs. Because again, if we truly understood that this is all an amana on us, we would be so much better off than where we are today.
0: Yeah, This leads into my, my, my next question because you have this um, type lifestyle um, formulation of the four S's, uh, stress, sleep, social and spiritual. So very comprehensive formulation and it challenges us to look at all aspects of our lives. Uh, from strategies to mitigate stress for the first S, and then to optimising your sleep, to the importance of uh, feeling loved and supported by a positive social and family network. And and uh, last but not least, the spiritual element, uh, the power of gratitude and the power of dua. So it is really about a change in mindset and of lifestyle and to saying stop to to the negativity and the toxicity of modern life.
1: Absolutely.
0: But as as we all know, it is very difficult to, for people to change, and yes. especially to change their habits and mindsets long term. They can do it for a few weeks, but after a while, they slip back. So, but in your experience as a practitioner, what are the keys to success in this hijrah from non-Tayyib to Tayyib?
1: <laughs> Subhanallah. So what I have noticed is that, you know, it's all about educating yourself, And the more we continue to educate ourselves, our families, and start to implement this one step at a time, that's when true change can occur. And that's when it starts to um, go from something that you're just doing to follow a trend versus something you're doing as an Ibadah to Allah. Hmm. I mean, this is an Ibadah, you know, educating yourself cooking for your family, you know, um, create income for your, uh, you know, have a income for your family is an ibadah, you know, uh, cooking for them, you know, eating every morsel of the bite that you take is not just for fun. Mm. We It's nourishing this body that Allah has gifted us with, you know, and if we, tr- if we, if once we can get somebody to understand that this is an ibada, then the entire the way that they see it changes. And I have found that they are able to stick with it to the best of their ability if they recognize it as an ibadah to Allah. And if they educate themselves. So, for example, in my household, there my kids are educated. Alhamdulillah. They read all the labels. They don't even see this artificial fake foods with, you know, sodium benzoates and you know um they call color, artificial colorings and preservatives so if they read all the ingredients that come into their bodies even mm. even actually like you know lotions they actually read everything now Iqra, educate themselves um prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi the worst vessel you can fill is your stomach yeah. so why are we filling it without even thinking about it so if we educate ourselves, read the labels, that is a great place to start. And to recognize this is an ibadah to Allah. And if you take one step towards Allah, Allah's going to run towards you. And the more simpler, simpler we stick with it, the easier it is. And again, if we start to eat more packaged processed foods, That's when it starts to get more expensive, is we start to get sicker. That's when you start getting more GMOs and artificial ingredients, is the more packaged products. But if we stick with real whole foods, tons of vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats, it can actually, it's a simpler lifestyle that you feel satiated and happier and healthier. I used to have all of these chronic health conditions. So once I started feeling more energy and I don't deal with any of the chronic conditions that took most of my life. And um, I'm able to, my brain's able to work properly. You know, I'm able to exercise on a regular basis without problems. I feel better now than I did in my 20s. And alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I don't want to ever go back there. So now I stick with it. When you see the benefit that real food does on your body and in the world around you, it's really difficult to go back. And once you un- really understand that, like read, read these ingredients, why would you even want to put those in your body? So, I I mean, the kids, you know, obviously I get in America, they get Halloween candy and then they get Christmas candy. They get all this candy all year long. And the kids are, they come home and they, without me even knowing, they dump it in the trash. Mm. And I was like, why did you throw it away? Because, Mama, that's not food. That's just chemicals. Why would I want to put that in my body? Mm. So they don't even feel guilty about throwing away because it's not even food, it's chemicals. Right. So it's about, you know, we got to reframe it that this is, these are chemicals. They're actually just food like substances. They're not food. And once you reframe it, then you don't even, you start to, and then you taste the sweetness of like, you know, a candy, like an artificial Chabith candy versus, you know, pomegranate kernel and once you start to see the sweetness and the delicious you can't even go back but it does take time to take one step at a time know you're doing this for Allah and Allah will run towards you inshallah and make it easier upon all of us but for me I do I, I cook most of my meals at home because I live hundred percent non-GMO 90 percent organic you know um alhamdulillah we, I can't eat from outdoors because all of the oils are GMOs. Um, there's only a couple restaurants that are organic that have pledged to uh, use only non-GMO ingredients and organic foods that I could eat at. But again, we keep that to a minimum and really just focus on you know, the cleaner ingredients and in grocery shopping and cooking at home. And I found that also to be doable too. When you can cut the price of all that outdoor eating, now you can splurge on more healthier options indoors and have a healthier alternative for everything. I think the problem also falls where we, you know, for example, um, Ramadan is coming up here and everybody drinks this. I mean, in the Indo-Pak community, everybody drinks this. It's called, you know, it's this orange, it's this yellow, I mean, uh, sorry, it's this red colored drink that everybody eats drinks, you know, to open their fasts. And it's all sodium benzoate, you know, red number 40 and sugar. And like, you know, just some thickeners and it's habith, it's artificial. And so if we can Educate them. I'm like, no, this is not real food. (laughs) This is Habib foods. Why would you even want to spend money on this? You just drink water, right? That's cheaper. That's cost effective. (laughs) But you can find healthier alternatives to these foods. Um, instead of instead of this juice, you can go to, you know, a smoothie, like a delicious banana smoothie, banana mango smoothie, or banana strawberry smoothie. Um, and you know, so there's so many different options, even one hundred percent, you know freshly squeezed juice is better than that artificial stuff. So we just have to find the alternatives. So in it here, the kids have you know if they have if there's fake you know fake candy, they we have in America options to organic candy, so they get it once in a while, but they have those options. So I always provide them. My kids are still eating, you know, pancakes and, you know, their cookies and their cakes and their um, food, like all of their treats that they, they, they love. I've just come up with a healthier way of creating it or making it or buying it. That is, that is. And so once you find those alternatives, that makes it even more doable.
0: Yeah. Alhamdulillah. and you and you talk about it all this in the book as well.
1: I do because I, again I live this lifestyle. So if I can do it, anybody can. And specifically in different countries, we just gotta you just gotta look for it. A lot of times, what happens is that people are like, I didn't know this stuff even existed over here because we were not looking for it. We're stuck on those five different foods: the, you know, the rice and the sugar and the dairy and the gluten and the grains. We're stuck on those. Which are fine if we keep them organic and natural, um but start looking for other options. Allah has given us, you know hundreds of thousands of different foods on this planet. Why did he make them all edible? for us to focus on just five? <laughs> no, So explore, look around, check it out because remember, the more we start to explore, Um, inquire about these foods incorporate them into our everyday diet we actually optimize the gut microbiome diversity and then optimize our gut health and our gut health directly relates to our overall health so it helps with our overall health and brain and mind you
0: you spoke earlier about um how your own um uh, disease um, or autoimmune disease um, mm-hmm. uh, led you to to this down this path. Uh. So, and I'm also taken by by your idea in the book where you say that to look as disease not as an enemy to be vanquished, but as the teacher to learn from. So that's quite Absolutely. a profound thing. Uh. Can you talk about that?
1: Absolutely. So. Again, it all goes down to hope. We can look at this disease as we're going to fight against it. And like we hear a a lot about cancer. You know, we're going to fight against cancer. We're going to win against cancer. We're going to, and this in, in a battle, it's like a battle that you're having with your own body. And in that battle, somebody has to lose (laughs) because that's what a battle is. A battle somebody loses, either you or the cancer or, you know, you or your disease. But we have to now shift that mentality from a battle to working together and to understanding and learning and loving and um, creating hope. So if somebody does have an autoimmune disease, if somebody does have all of these chronic health conditions, even cancer. Instead of looking at it as a battle, we have to look at this as your body talking to you because of the fact that your body can't tell you in any other way. So these symptoms are your body telling you that there's something off balance. And, and at, at the beginning, it may just be a small little hint. For example, you're feeling tired or a little sinus issues or a little allergies. And then usually those start to when we start, when we start to ignore it, they compound to bigger and bigger voices. And if we can start to listen to these voices when they're small, and that's what I've taught my children to be mindful of their bodies, to be even to how they go to the bathroom. Do they have diarrhea? Are they constipated? Is it normal? Even that is your body telling you something. And what we try, we've done is we just ignore these until they get really big, and, it, um, you know, where it, it's really difficult to control and you're miserable. And we have to take all these really excessive medications. But if we started listening earlier, if we truly mindful of our bodies and listening to, you know, oh, I have a little bit of pain here. Oh, this morning I woke up with a headache and then be mindful of our lives. Okay, what is this? What is, what is this telling me? What is this symptom telling me? How is my body off balance? And Alhamdulillah in my house, Again, um, I even, I wrote another book called The Holistic Rx for Kids, uh, Parenting Healthy Brains and Bodies in a Changing World, and it's really all about being mindful, raising mindful generations, teaching ourselves to be mindful about, you know, their symptoms, how they feel, and then if they feel off balance to immediately recognize, okay, where was it, where was I off balance, and what. What do you, what do I think caused this? So no symptoms, either good or bad. It's your body talking to you. And if we can start to listen to it as like our teacher, uh, we would get so much out of it. So for example, my 10-year-old, he, I mean, the kids have started this when they were four years old. They would be like, you know, eating sauerkraut or, you know, sauerkraut in the morning or kimchi in the morning for breakfast. And I said, Emad, why are you eating kimchi for breakfast? He <laughs> goes, mama, I woke up this morning feeling a little agitated. And I think it was because I had the organic sugar at nano's house yesterday, my grandmother grandma's house yesterday. And I think that made me a little agitated. So I come to came downstairs so I can eat some sauerkraut and kimchi so I can help the good bugs in my belly. And that'll help my brain work better and I'll feel better. So here he was, even it was the slightest little nudge of symptoms. It wasn't, Mm. you know, this huge rash that was all over his body, which that's fine too. But he was able to even understand he's gotten to the point where even him feel just a little agitated was a sign that, oh, my body's talking to me. What do you, what does it think it needs? Mm. Subhanallah. And can you imagine if we all started, the entire ummah started to think that way? If we truly lived mindfully of our bodies and how we feel and our symptoms, and then not thinking it was good or bad, but say, what is our body trying to tell us? Where is it off balance? Is it the food that I'm eating? Is it toxins in our environment? Is it stress, sleep, social? Is it the spiritual? Is it trauma? Is it, um, you know, do I need to do more, you know, w- more stress management? Do I need to go out in nature? Do I need, you know, really look inwards when we do have these symptoms? It gives people hope that there's so much that they can do that subhanAllah. And that's what I felt like when I was sick with all of these chronic health conditions. I felt like I didn't have hope. That the only thing that I could do was take this medication and that's it. Sit back and let the disease take its course. And I was like, I'm not going to let this disease just take its course. <laughs> this is not the way that I was raised. It's not why, the way that Allah has taught us. Allah has taught us if you truly want to change the condition of a people, change with wisdom within yourself. And, you know, there's so much, Allah has always given us hope. And that's where I started to look at all the things that I can do. To put my body back into balance and trying listening to my body. And thereby, shukran alhamdulillah, over the last 14 years, I've taught this to patients. 14 years, alhamdulillah, I have 100% success in improving chronic illness with lifestyle and few supplementation. Just by putting their bodies back into balance and helping them heal their bodies, understand them. Once they're able to figure out what's off balance, it can make a world of difference. SubhanAllah.
0: Yeah is this is this mindfulness of of all around you because
1: everything the, yeah yeah and multiple different levels of perception all at once and as soon as something starts to go off balance we're able to recognize it immediately and have the tools that we need to fix it before it becomes a big problem and that's what i want to do with the book e- so
0: even even the disease itself or the symptoms everything yes. is it's not only from your, your body telling you, but it's actually from Allah um, telling you yep. to change.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. These are just subtle signs uh, and hints that Allah has given us that there's something off balance. Let's try to figure out what it is. <laughs> and subhanAllah, Prophet Muhammad says that there's for every disease that Allah has made a cure. But we have to listen to it. We have to be open to accept it. You know, um, we have to not just be, you know, and when we get sick or, you know, there's a lot of ego, like, oh, no, like, I can't do that. No, I can't do this. We have to let go of our egos and really start to open up our minds and our hearts and souls to the possibility of healing outside with conventional medicine, but also all in the holistic sense, too.
0: Alhamdulillah. Uh, Uh Thank you for your time and for sharing your passion uh, with us and for publishing this book. Um, Just on the end of, um, what message would you like to give to our readers here in Singapore?
1: That, alhamdulillah, 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 if we change our perspective to a perspective, you know, of positivity and gratitude and truly being a people of alhamdulillah I can't even imagine what the ummah would be able to accomplish when we are trying to feel our very best and that starts with being just mindful you know living mindfully as a people of the mutaqeen of taqwa if we truly had that that would open doors that we can't even imagine, and I can't even imagine what the Muslim Ummah would be able to accomplish if we were truly the Mutaqeen, and if we were truly the people of Alhamdulillah. We, our health would be in better shape. We would be able to, um, you know, have the energy and the health to accomplish anything that we put our mind to. You know, we'd be able to change the food system. You know, be leaders of the Ummah once again, inshallah. Uh, peaceful, being, bring peace and tranquility into our homes and health, raise this healthy future generation. I can't even imagine where the Ummah would be able to go if we truly get back to being a people of Taqwa and the people of Alhamdulillah. There's so much we can do by just starting there.
0: Is this something hopeful that we can build towards, Alhamdulillah? And may, may may this book and may your work um, with your sincerity in in your work open doors and open hearts and uh, towards uh, a more healthy a more wholesome future inshallah
1: absolutely shukr alhamdulillah inshallah 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 that is my biggest dua inshallah is You know, help to empower the Muslim Ummah and empower our families. And we can, we have everything. SubhanAllah, we have everything at our fingertips. We just gotta start. SubhanAllah.
0: Thank you so much. Alhamdulillah, thank you for listening in Um, The Quranic Prescription is available at our shop as well as online, uh, waterbooks.com Thank you for listening in and see you next time Thank you